Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. I wanted to ask you about Friday. First of all, if we could just go back in time for a moment. Sure. Uh, you were having some challenges <laughs> that that uh, you let me know about afterwards because we thought, what is going on with Vaughn? There was like loud noises and banging happening. What was going on? Well, I wish I'd said something on the air because it would have given the listener a good laugh, but maybe in retrospect, it'll still give the listener a good laugh. Um, we are babysitting my daughter's cat here in Victoria, and right in the middle of the live radio hit, the cat pushed the door open. <laughs> I hadn't secured it sufficiently well. She's an extremely affectionate cat, and she leapt up on the keyboard of the computer, purring and rubbing up against me. And not only did I lose my thread and my thought, I'm I have trouble staying focused anyway, and I do tend to ramble, as you know. In any event, I got really worried that she was going to somehow or other break the connection uh, and cut me off. So I picked her up and pushed her off fairly gently, animal rights people. But, uh, you know, she's a cat, so she digs her claws in. So she dragged all of my notes and the little notes I take to talk to you off. And all that hit the floor with a giant crash. So that's what happened on Friday. Uh, the cat is fine, by the way. As I said, she's extremely affectionate. We love her a lot. And I've moved a filing cabinet in front of the door this morning so she can't push the door. <laughs> she must really like you, Vaughn, because cats get attached to people. Yeah, no, no. She's very attached to both Adorable. of us. It's quite nice that... Uh, Elise has loaned us her cat for a time. Uh, as you know, Simi, there's a grandson, and the grandson uh, won't leave the cat alone. Oh. So the cat's living with us for a while. <laughs> That's so cute. That's cute. Well, I guess if you can't have the grandson, you can have the cat for a little while, right? Yeah, no, she's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we know. We know what happens if Vaughn gets interrupted. Uh, but we do have a lot of questions for you this morning because we know that uh, the, the foreign student cutback, the international student cutback that Ottawa announced a few weeks ago, we've been waiting to kind of find out what the impact is going to be here in BC. Yeah, and the BC government is still wrestling with this. It's a major problem because Ottawa announced a 35% reduction in the number of foreign student visas, and they sent every province affected a rough number, but they also said it'll be prorated. The BC government didn't like the number they got, and they've gone back to the federal government seeking exemptions, particularly for areas where we have shortages of workers, so healthcare workers, for example, skilled trades, that sort of thing. BC is, they've been reluctant to say more than that about what it means, but it's clearly a huge issue. You may recall that when Premier Eby was explaining his reasons last week for pushing Selena Robinson out of cabinet as Minister of Post-Secondary Education, he said she had so much work to do repairing the damage of her remarks about Palestine that she wouldn't have time to deal with the enormous workload 
in the ministry of post-secondary education. We're waiting to find out who the new minister is. But I mean, whatever you think of the premier's decision there, and there's been a lot of criticism of it, he's right about a huge challenge for the ministry of post-secondary education. Uh, Simi, there's, there's no way with the numbers that we've been provided that the system in BC could absorb a 35% reduction in foreign students without some huge implications for both the public and the private universities. The split is about 45%, 55%. So the private, 280 schools, they absorb about 55% of the international students, but the public universities do 45%. So they're going to take a hit as well. And of course, the reason it's a hit is because foreign students pay an awful lot more than British Columbians do to attend our colleges and universities and private schools. An awful lot of universities, including UVic, are already talking about budget cuts. Yeah, I mean, I was really struck with UVic last week. They just came out and said, okay, well, we got our profit calculators out and uh, about a third of what we get here at UVic in uh, tuition is foreign students. Overall, it's more than 10% of our entire budget. So we're looking at a 13, uh, was it $13 million reduction in funding in the fall, unless the provincial government lines up and gives us the money. And David Eby got asked about this in one of his press conferences last week. And he said, oh, that's premature for you, Vic. We're still working on these numbers. They shouldn't be already talking about cutting their budget because we haven't figured out how we're going to deal with this. But that's, you know, UVic getting out there ahead of the other universities. I, I'm sure the financial officers at the other major BC universities have been working their calculators and they have a preliminary estimate of what this is going to cost them as well. Right. But this, I guess this is the time to apply pressure when you've got the provincial yeah. budget coming. Well, that's a good point. I mean, the budget is coming, uh, well, very, very soon now, the 22nd of February. We've already got our little registration forms uh, from the press gallery to be there in the budget lockup. And it's late to be making up the provincial budget. But as I said, you know, they're still wrestling with what these numbers mean. And they're also, the Premier has said this, they've gone back to the federal government and said, hey, we want some exemptions. We don't want you just whacking us with a 35% reduction. The province, as you know, Simi, has also said, now we recognize there's some really bad actors out there in the private schools, and we're going to crack down on them, and we're going to put them out of business. But they're doing that, but Simi, they, they can't possibly make private schools absorb the entire impact of this reduction. Right. But we should mention as well that great piece that Katie DeRosa has in the Vancouver right. Sun this morning. Yeah. Katie DeRosa has got a couple of examples in the paper of bad actors uh, went to the ministry and said, OK, give us some examples. And they gave us some examples. These are, you know, sort of storefronts. Uh, in one case, uh, the front door is papered over with letters from presumably some of its students, but also from provincial regulators saying, would you please respond to our mail? Your license has been suspended. Stop stop advertising yourself. These are, these are some exceptionally bad actors. And I know that some of the legitimate private training schools are alarmed and feeling hurt 
that they're being blamed as bad actors too, because there's clearly a bunch of them out there that aren't. But this is an example of what the province is dealing with. When you look at the numbers in the story in the paper today by Katie DeRosa, what you also see, Simi, is that the crackdown is very small. The ministry doesn't have the staff to inspect all these places. It doesn't have the wherewithal to really put them out of business. They've suspended licenses in a few cases. Not surprisingly, the private colleges are in court fighting the suspension. So, and, and there's really nothing the province can do to prevent them from advertising overseas that if you come here, you'll get a business degree or whatever they're offering. And as you know, Simi, some people arrive here and they find there's nothing there except a locked up storefront. Uh, they're told, yeah, well, the classes are online. And meanwhile, you've spent a fortune to come here, find a place to live. And then you discover the credentials aren't even acceptable to most uh, higher education institutions anyway. And we are back with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning, working on a few kind of other loose ends that we've got to talk about. For instance, Premier David Eby, Vaughn, talking about the media. Yeah, he started his news conference last Thursday with a statement of sympathy for the employees of Bell Media in the wake of those major layoffs that Bell announced last week. Uh, EB also spoke about the fact that uh, local, I think 21 local radio stations in BC are changing hands and there's concern that, you know, there might be layoffs there as well. Uh, yeah, the Premier's uh, statement was quite sincere, it struck me as, and of course it played well in the news media because we're all worried about what's going to happen to our colleagues there. But it's interesting, one reporter, you know, reporters ask the cheekiest things. Uh, one reporter asked the Premier, was there anything he had to say more than just sympathy, for instance? He's got a provincial budget coming up. Was he going to do anything for local media, local radio stations, given his sympathies? And the Premier sidestepped. He said... Well, you know, the broadcast sector is federally regulated. That's true. If Ottawa wants to do something about concentration of ownership and companies not living up to what they're doing with federal subsidies and laying people off, that would be a federal option. And he moved on to other topics. But in fact, there is something the provincial government could do. And a provincial legislature committee unanimously suggested what that is uh, three years ago. And that is to offer a, a tax credit, a labor tax credit to the broadcast sector for the jobs it employs of people making, creating made in BC comment. And that's not a far-fetched idea, Simi, because the legislature committee pointed out there's a precedent. Provincial government offers enormous subsidies in the form of tax credits to the film industry. One of the reasons the film industry makes so many movies here, apart from beautiful BC scenery and trained staff and all the other things, is because the industry gets a giant tax credit worth a lot of money for the jobs it creates here for made in BC content. So the legislature committee said, you can do the same thing for the broadcast sector if you wanted to. My understanding is the provincial government so far has rejected that idea saying, pretty much deferring to Ottawa. So oh, the federal government wants to do that. But, you know, if you if you think the tax credit for the film industry here is a good thing, and I think most British Columbians would agree it is, because it's one of the things that keeps the film industry here and a lot of jobs here, 
you know, it's a fair argument that you could do the same thing for radio stations that produce made in BC comment, content, offer them, again, a tax credit tied to them actually doing that. Wouldn't just be a blank check. Hmm. Now, that is a pretty good argument. The budget's coming down later this month. I don't think I've heard no sign that the provincial government has bought this argument, but it was a fair question. Uh, the premier I think did so. something very sympathetic and got a lot of credit for it and deserved the credit. It was sympathetic. Several of the reporters covering that news conference thanked the premier for his words of sympathy. Fair enough. But, you know, if he really wanted to do something, exactly. he could. Or even just uh, how about eliminating that FOI fee? Ah, uh, yes, the famous $10 <laughs> right? FOI fee. You know, Simi, that was going to expedite. Yeah, uh, which the it didn't, processing right? Processing of we know it didn't. Oh, sometimes the government is just exactly. so funny, you know? They just say stuff that I don't think even they believe. And in this case, they certainly didn't deliver that. The nope. delays for processing access to information in British Columbia are longer than ever, and requests from news organizations have dropped considerably because in this economic climate, a number of news organizations are not willing to put up even $10 for fishing expeditions. I know yeah. that sounds cheap, but that's True. what the government hoped for. They hoped there'd be fewer applications, and it worked. I know. Don't get me started on that. Okay. Uh, I also, because I quickly want to also ask you about something that the Victoria police chief had to say. Yeah. D chief Delmanic, uh, he had to send a dozen and a half officers last Thursday night to the Victoria Film Festival for the first time to uh, keep the film festival on track. They were showing a documentary about Dr. Bonnie Henry uh, at one of the theaters near the legislature on Thursday night. Uh, an angry crowd of protesters showed up and seven or eight people seemed determined to keep people from even going in and seeing the movie, screaming, shouting, yelling, uh, anti-vaxxers. And uh, the, so the police showed up and protected the place and made sure the movie screening happened. Dr. Henry herself was there. In fact, our, our colleague Keith Balry was there watching the movie as well. Uh, he said it was a pretty, Keith told me, it was a pretty nasty, ugly crowd. Um, the, the police chief said, look, people need to chill out. He's, they've got Palestinian demonstrations here every week. He's dealing occasionally with Soji. And he says, just people are so angry and so out of control. It's yes, there has to be a police presence. And you might expect him. It's also costing a fair amount of overtime for police officers, you know, dozen and a half officers on a Thursday night when the regular patrols are out as well. Uh, it was a good comment. Uh, you just got a sense of the chief's frustration. I am sure he's not alone among chief, police chiefs in BC lamenting just yeah. how nasty some of the demonstrations have become. Oh, that's so true. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.